Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fun Boat Diplomacy Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since my last episode, but I was away on another trip. Um, yeah, it seems like I'm going on trips once every month now since I've been back here in Europe, but it's not 100% intentional, I promise. Um, I've got cheap plane tickets popping up that I can't seem to pass up, and I had one that was a school trip, and uh, and this last one... Uh, was because my my friend who lives in Berlin was <clears throat> was uh, leaving her flat vacant because um, she was going back to the states for for New Year's and um, she offered to let me stay in her flat in Berlin and I was going to let that flat go vacant uh, go to waste so um, especially around New Year's which um, it's just a tremendous amount of fun in Berlin. Um, I spent New Year's of 2014 going into 2015 uh, in Berlin with my flatmates in Lisbon, and it was just a blast, uh, literally, because uh, it, um, it becomes legal to, to purchase fireworks around New Year's, and you see people walking around with bundles of bombs and rockets, and uh, when the, the evening of the 31st finally uh, comes along, it becomes a war zone on the streets. People are shooting, uh, throwing explosives in all directions, and there are actually a lot of close calls. I myself had a few close calls. Uh, this time, not so much, but uh, back in 2014, 2015, for sure, walking around the streets. But I really love the atmosphere. There's an sort of unbridled excitement in the air, mixed with uh, just a little bit of danger and... Um, noise and it uh, takes you a bit out of the reality that you're used to in everyday life. Uh, maybe it's just the Chinaman in me that loves fireworks. That could be the case as well. Um, also, last time in Berlin for New Year's, I was with my Brazilian flatmates and they had never been so cold in their lives. It was one of those brutally cold winters in Germany and it was also the first time they had experienced snow as well. So uh, on one of our first nights, we were at a bar and it started to snow and they were so excited. Um, it was yeah, it was really a treat to, to, to see. Um, and it was so funny because they didn't have any like physical tact to navigate the snow. So they were just falling all over and um, yeah, Thumbs up for New Year's in Berlin, uh, but I have to say thumbs down for the weather in Berlin at the time because it can be really miserable, and uh, it was definitely the case this time as well on some of the days I was staying here. So this podcast is going to be about this latest trip I took to Berlin, which if you know me, it's, uh, it's my favorite place in the world. I did my study abroad here in 2013. And my path seems to always lead back here over and over again, and it's really special to me. Uh, this time was mostly more low-key. I had about a week and a half there, and I spent, uh, the most for the most part, I, I took it easy. Um, so the first couple of days uh, before Christmas, I uh, most of my friends here in Wrocław in Poland uh, left to go home or on their travels for the holidays uh, and for Christmas itself. I 
celebrated with my friend Francis, who was the guest of the last episode of the podcast, and we recorded that week's episode while we were finishing up the food from the um, night before. Uh, so that was on Christmas Day, and I actually uploaded that episode uh, on the bus to Berlin that evening. And when I arrived, it was about 11 p.m. I made my way to my friend's place and uh, only got to catch up with her briefly because she had a, her flight back to the U.S. in the morning. And, you know, the next morning I woke up on my own, waking up again in Berlin. It's a good feeling. And uh, on my first days in Berlin, I just... It was just me wandering around uh, the places I used to just walk, uh, riding around the public transportation, uh, eating at places I used to eat, and uh, getting as much sun as I could because it's more rare to see in the wintertime. Uh, daylight is basically gone um, around 3.30, 4 o'clock, uh, so that's, that's pretty depressing. Uh, I'm went ahead and visited some of the Christmas markets because a lot of them don't close until after New Year's. And the first thing I noticed was that they're much more spectacular than the one in Wrocław. There's only one in Wrocław, and Wrocław is a, it's a small town, and so the the Christmas market has this, this quaint, cozy feeling. But in Berlin, uh, the one that is at the TV tower at Alexanderplatz uh, has... This massive Ferris wheel that's all lit up. There was just so many stands uh, selling all kinds of foods, drinks, and uh, like homemade gifts, like wooden toys. It's quite popular in Central Europe. And in the center, there was this big ice rink too. And it just felt larger than life and more spectacular in that way. Um, I also visited the one at the uh, Friedrich Wilhelm. Uh, church where uh, last Christmas actually there was a terrorist attack when an ISIS inspired hijacker drove a Polish shipping truck into a crowd uh, at the Christmas market um, which was crazy because that exact path that he took I, I, I looked at the map they had sort of like a um, a figure a, a, a visual uh, on I think it was Spiegel, one of the publications, um, showing the path that this truck took, um, and the exact path he took was where I would often walk um, back in the day uh, to down the down Kufersendam, down the one of the main shopping boulevards. So that was super trippy when I heard about it, and uh, there's now a memorial there, and people had put candles and messages next to the name of those who were killed. Uh, one of the afternoons, I just spent walking around Tiergarten, which is a massive park in the city, uh, just hanging, hanging out with trees. Sometimes you, you need that. Uh, I, I, this whole past summer, I was uh, in the mornings. I would start my day uh, surrounded by trees for an hour um, in Tahoe. So sometimes you just need some time alone with the trees, and it's a bit more melancholy in the winter, but it's a Nice to be moving around and breathing in the fresh air from the uh, plant life of our of our world. Um, from there, I walked down to Potsdamer Platz, um, where there was a lot of Christmas stuff going on. It has its own Christmas market, and 
with all the bright lights, and I also got to catch this cool little show that they were doing for free uh, in the evenings at the Sony Center, where this uh, so like this the music comes on, this dancer comes out uh, as dressed as the snow fairy, and uh, they make this crazy light show go on around her. And um, yeah, the the Christmas markets were just they're particularly nice because the the lights and the atmosphere really warm up the dark cold nights in Germany, especially because I was there alone and uh, didn't have the uh, the huge um, uh, Christmas with a lot of family and friends like I am used to. So that was that's quite nice. And most of the time. Uh, during my uh, my days in Berlin, I just hung out and cooked myself meals, drank coffee, and, uh, and studied for my economics course back in Poland. I would edit photos. I took a lot of photos around Berlin every day, so it kept me busy editing photos for. Uh, I wrapped up editing photos um, from from Israel and uh, and from Austria. I'm pretty caught up now on that, and I would watch Netflix. Um, the, the new season of uh, of, uh, of Black Mirror came out, so I started doing that. Pretty stressful shit, if you ask me. Um, there's uh, I, I I do like Black Mirror, but I've always had this problem. I'm never up to it because it's uh, the episodes are really long, and um, the the subject matter can be quite stressful. Usually, I I don't know. It's technology. How technology, the the negative or creepy impacts that technology can have, uh, the, the, the new developments that technologies can have on, on our stupid uh, human ape brains. Um, so it, it's quite good if you haven't watched it, but be prepared for some, some really intense stuff. Uh, I will also do uh, push-ups and stuff, just, you know, just maintenance for myself and yeah, I'm surprised I didn't produce it, an episode of the podcast, but yeah, whatever. You, you got to make sacrifices, I guess. Um, so on the night of the 31st, I met up with my friend uh, Caroline, who I seem to run into all over the world. Um, we discussed this. Um, we we met in Lisbon when she was a guest at the hostel I was working at. I was bartending. Um, and she was uh, she was studying in Italy, and traveling, and so met her there. And then again in San Francisco at the Pacific Tradewinds Hostel when she was road tripping uh, the West Coast and I was working front desk uh, in San Francisco. And then I visited Tucson where she was uh, wrapping up college in Arizona. And uh, this past spring we saw each other in Hanoi when we were both traveling in Vietnam, so we roamed around uh, a bit, uh, drinking, uh, we got Turkish food, and then and also met up with uh, with Peter, who was a guest on the podcast a couple weeks ago uh, from Austria. He was my host in Vienna during my trip back in December, uh, and then we went to the river to get surrounded by the fireworks uh, as the clock hit midnight. It's just so cool and chaotic uh, because everybody is setting off fireworks and you look across the water and you see all these reflections and everyone's just such a, in such a buzzed mood and I, I just love it. There's uh, something interesting about the experience uh, 
like experiencing something again after some years um it's like it's kind of like rewatching a movie like it's like a, a movie you really like you pop it back in and it's like this intentional deja vu it's a very strange but i guess comfortable feeling i don't know you ever like put in the lion king and just be like okay yeah this is a comfortable thing to watch and uh brings me back a bit but it's also kind of new anyway um we ended up going to a house party at a flat where my friend from my current university program uh used to live and it was this typical a uh, proper berlin party um this you walk in there's this giant pile of coats and and shoes everybody's uh dancing there's people passed out on the couch uh, there's a dj with a full setup like spinning really sick beats all night uh and more or less everybody was wearing black or dark shades um as i recall and i was the only one wearing like a white long sleeve shirt <laughs> um uh very uh various white powders were hanging around here and there so yeah overall it was a really fun night i would say yeah lots of dancing cool conversations that i i don't entirely remember <laughs> uh and i spent the next two days in a slow recovery mode taking it easy watching my series um and i didn't go out again until a couple nights later when i went to um i went to cassiopeia which is a club i used to enjoy going to it's still okay this time uh they didn't have as many of the rooms open um but the issue was that the music was fun about 40% of the time i would say 50 if i'm being generous but i would say 40 uh the dj was all over the place it was it's called super tuesday and it was supposed to be i was expecting old school hip hop um and 80s hits that's what was advertised but um he went from like acdc and guns and roses in the beginning which was kind of off putting not that i dislike them but just not club music in my opinion to usher which is great jackson 5 ray charles uh, some like weird like trap music i would listen to in college um and he end he did end up touching upon 80s music and then he started uh playing old german hits at like 5 or 6 in the morning and then decided to leave and catch some sleep and i slept for about an hour before uh gwanza who was was one of the first podcast episodes in October uh back when I first restarted from Berlin diplomacy uh I studied with her in Poland uh, she arrived in Berlin from her trip home to Georgia and yeah man there's a lot of former podcast guests in the story I guess um I guess I've done a lot of podcast episodes it doesn't feel like it but maybe maybe I have but anyway um she arrived and we spent the next few days together so this first day we went to Neukölln which is a bit south of the city center uh, it used to be a less popular place to live because it was a bit noisy it's next to the former Tempelhof airport and uh, planes would be landing and taking off right over the buildings so it was mostly an immigrant district with uh, lower rents But since Tempelhof was closed in 2008, I think around that time, uh, it's been 
uh, really popular with young people, especially those from, as I perceive it, those from the UK who want to live in a cool part of Berlin. And, but yeah, generally rents are lower and uh, food's quite cheap and good there. I like it. And going along with that immigrant neighborhood theme, we went to a uh, place called Lebanon, Lebanon Falafel, where you can get a falafel or shawarma wrap for a euro, which is a great deal. I got one of each and uh, walked across the tarmac of Tempelhof Airport. Sunny, but uh, but windy that day, but it's always a nice time at Tempelhof. And Tempelhof is interesting because it was it was built up by the Nazis in the 1930s, and then it received the uh, American aircraft during the uh, the Berlin airlift in 1948. So that's when the Soviets blocked overland traffic from West Germany uh, into West Berlin, and uh, and the Allies just uh, wanted to continue supporting West Berlin, so they flew in uh, supplies. Uh, it's so like every every few minutes, uh, a plane was uh, was landing in Tempelhof Airport to bring supplies, and so it was like a big success story, I guess you can call it. And uh, it, it operated uh, until normal, up uh, until as normal until 2008, uh, when it was uh, closed and converted to a recreational area, and uh, people hang out there. They Especially during the summer, more people hang out and hang out on the on the lawn. You can roller skate and ride bikes on the tarmac. Uh, you can fly kites. People, there's like grilling places, and uh, you can have picnics there. And they they actually hold music festivals there as well. Like Lollapalooza Berlin is uh, held there. And since 2015, the uh, the former airport terminal building itself has uh, been like a shelter for refugees from the Middle East and North Africa. So it's had a very interesting history, uh, like much of the city. And um, it's actually, a, it's it's featured in that movie, um, Bridge of Spies. I think, I think Bridge of Spies got some awards in 2016, or 15, I think it came out 2015. And that's about uh, the Cold War in Berlin. It's um, Tom Hanks, it's, I think it's by Steven Spielberg. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see the wall getting built in uh, just um, a very theatrical way. Uh, after that, we went to KDV, which is short for Kaufhaus des Westens, which is a famous department store in West Berlin. And, uh, you know, department stores aren't really my thing at all. Uh, I haven't purchased new clothes in who knows how long. Uh, but there's a couple components. Uh, one, right off the bat, is that David Bowie used to hang out here, and so it's always cool to walk in the footsteps of David Bowie in Berlin, because he, he lived in Berlin from 1977 to 79. Um, and the other component of KDV is the top floor. That's interesting to me, because it's a food court slash international food market, so they have meats and sausages uh, separated in sections representing all the parts of Germany. There's a seafood section, fruits and vegetables, candies from all over the world, uh, a massive cheese section. It smells terrible. <laughs> and beers, wines, liquors, pastries, 
Um, they have like an American food section, which is really funny. They have you can get peanut butter there if you want. I don't imagine that it's actually it's quite good. They have just like craft peanut butter and uh, Skippies as well. Like if you really are craving peanut butter in Europe, you can go there. Um, a pack of pop tarts is eight euros, which is crazy, right? You, a pack of pop tarts could be like two or three dollars. Yeah. Um, anyway, they got uh, they got sushi, teas, coffees. Uh, they got a buffet. It's it's just a, an assault on your food senses, and it's like a, a wonderland of food. And and the the sections below have that same kind of feel variety and abundance they got like a toy section like home goods clothes um uh fragrances uh all the stuff that i'm not so interested in but it it feels like a lot how department stores are in japan just you can find anything and everything so i don't know who came up with it first but it's really fun i think to to browse these kinds of places and the next day we started in Alexanderplatz and we walked through Unter den Linden, which is a, the central boulevard in Berlin where they have the oldest university of the city, uh, Humboldt Universität. And it's just, it's got a lot of government buildings, monuments, museums, uh, a lot of embassies. The US Embassy is there next to the Brandenburg Gate. And we ended up hanging out at Dusmans, which is a bookstore that kind of feels like the Kadeve of bookstores. So you got multiple floors and all kinds of books and media you can think of. And I should mention that uh, we had lunch at Burgermeister earlier in the day, which it's become a famous burger spot in the city. And I used to think it was really, really good, but since living in California, like once you have In-N-Out Burger, the bar has been set too high, so it's an okay burger by my standards now in comparison, but uh, what it did do was make us both kind of sluggish um, throughout the day, so we relaxed a bit, and then in the evening we went to the Film and Cinema Museum, which I had been to back in the day, but uh, I think German cinema is fascinating, and I took a German film course in undergrad, so it's really fun to see some original posters, cameras, set pieces. Um, they have a, <clears throat> a section dedicated to Marlene Dietrich, uh, including some of her outfits and correspondences, like telegrams from her. And one of my favorite things there is this miniature display uh, of the set of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, <clears throat> which is... Uh, one of my favorite films of all time. It's it's 55 minutes and it came out in 1919 and it basically tells a story similar to Shutter Island but almost a hundred years before Shutter Island came out. So it's really ahead of its time and if you've got an hour to kill uh, and you don't mind watching a silent film it's, uh, it's well worth the screening. And on our last day we hung around Prenzlauerberg, and it's this neighborhood that used to be part of the East, and now it's, uh, so when the wall came down, it's one of those places where young people went and uh, started snapping up really uh, cheap or free spaces to live and uh, 
those folks have since uh, started families, and there's just all kinds of uh, all kinds of all kinds of people who from in the '90s took a chance and uh, jumped over to the east side and uh, and set up shop and and their children, and so it's mostly consists of really creatively decorated nooks uh, around bookstores, uh, cafes, and restaurants, and. We visited this place called Kultur Brauerei, which used to be a brewery, and uh, it's a massive complex actually, and all, like, it's got all these like red brick buildings from the former brewery, and now it's a mixed creative space with exhibits and startups, and uh, in the summer there's outdoor events going on there as well. <clears throat> and we got to see a small photo exhibit about <clears throat> about Islam in Europe, which is quite a relevant topic at the moment. And we closed out the last hours of daylight at Urban Spray, which is it's where Cassiopeia is, that club I went to or mentioned before. Um, it used to be a complex of factories that has it's since been cleaned up uh, less so than the, the, the other place, the former brewery. So it's Urban Spray is pretty rough around the edges, but it has uh, street art and graffiti everywhere. It's, it's like walking through an outdoor art museum. And uh, there's uh, clubs in most of the former factory spaces. And there's also a climbing gym, uh, which uh, it's part of this. It used to be, looks like some sort of tower or silo. And you can climb up right on it, uh, up to the top. Uh, I've seen people do it. And during the summer, they also have uh, open-air movies and a bunch of outdoor bars and cafes as well. So if you can't tell already, Berlin is much, much nicer in the warmer months, but I'll take what I can get of the city. Uh, yes, it's just my favorite place. Um, so yeah, the, the next morning we had a 7 a.m. bus, so we sleepily made our way uh, slowly back to Poland and... Now I'm back in, I guess you can call it my normal life, uh, my final projects, presentations, and exams are coming up, but I think I'll have still enough material to put out episodes throughout January, so uh, I hope you've enjoyed that quick recap of my week and a half long New Year's in Berlin. And I really do hope that you like hearing my voice drone on and on for these uh, solo episodes. I, when I'm recording them, I really I, I feel like I'm losing my mind just talking to myself. Uh, so I hope you do enjoy, and uh, I, I hope you all had a good New Year's yourselves. 2017 was a lot of fun. There's a lot of crazy stuff in the news as well, but overall, I think 2017 was just this really goofy and weird year uh, and so much positivity and happiness that came out of it so uh, hopefully we can all work together or with the people around us and on ourselves to uh, to make 2018 a good year as well and thanks again for listening to the podcast and I hope you'll tune in next time peace mm-hmm.